Today is the 10th Sunday after Pentecost. The epistle to be read today is taken from St. Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 12. Brethren, you know that when you were heathens, you went to dumb idols according as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God saith anathema to Jesus, and no man can say the Lord Jesus but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of graces, but the same Spirit, and there are diversities of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but the same God who worketh all in all. And the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man unto profit, to one indeed by the Spirit is given the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith in the same Spirit, to another the grace of healing in one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of speeches. But all these things, one and the same Spirit, worketh, dividing to every one according as he will. And the Holy Gospel is taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 18. At that time, Jesus spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves as just and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee, standing, prayed thus with himself, O God, I give thee thanks that I am not as the rest of men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, as also is this publican. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess." And the publican, standing afar off, would not so much as lift up his eyes towards heaven, but struck his breast, saying, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I say to you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, because everyone that exalteth himself shall be humbled, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. He that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Words taken from today's gospel in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear friends, I would like to begin by telling you a true story about a bishop and a persecution of the church. The bishop is Francis Xavier Ford of the Mary Knoll Missionary Society while the persecution was that of the atheistic communists in China following the Second World War. Bishop Francis Ford was ordained a priest in 1917. The following year, he was among the first Marino missionaries to go to China. He was consecrated a bishop in the year 1935. When he had arrived in China in 1918, there were only six Catholics in the Kaying province. But after almost 20 years of hard labor and much prayer and sacrifice, there were thousands of Catholics in the province. But in the year 1949, everything changed. The communists had come 
and in no little time set to work to destroy the church and the faith of the Chinese Catholic people. On December 23rd, in the year 1950, communist soldiers arrested Bishop Ford and his secretary, Sister Joan Marie, a religious sister of the Mary Knoll Society. Ford was falsely accused of raising an army to overthrow the new government of Mao Zedong and of establishing a Chinese National Catholic Church. Both he and Sister Joan Marie were to be taken to the Canton province to be interrogated there and tried by delegates of the Communist Party. Now, based on the testimony of Sister Joan Marie, who survived her captivity and was released in September of 1951, and in the words of a certain biographer, here is what happened. Bishop Ford and Sister Joan Marie were taken by a slow route to Canton, stopping off at towns along the way to be paraded in front of the people. Their hands were tied behind them, connected by a rope to a noose around their necks. And heavy packages were put in their hands so that the weight pulled their heads painfully back. In each town they were forced to pass between shrieking rows of people, some of whom were once their own Catholic people, but now communists, who beat them with clubs and sticks as they passed. On one occasion, a young boy thrust a stick between the legs of Bishop Ford, tripping him to the ground. And all at once, mobs of people, among them apostate Catholics, that Ford had personally known, pounced upon him and beat him mercilessly. Sister Joan Marie later said of this incident that not once did Bishop Ford make any effort to ward off their blows, nor did any expression of resentment anger, or hatred enter his eyes. He made only one comment to me, Sister Joan Marie said. We are going to prison in honor of Christ. When they had finally arrived in Canton, they were put in separate cells Bishop Ford was interrogated every day for hours upon hours, at which they cajoled him, they threatened him, and they beat him. At length, Bishop Ford succumbed to his sufferings and died on February 21st, 1952. Sister Joan Marie was later released she was handed over to the British authorities in Hong Kong. She eventually returned to the United States where she told the heroic story 
of Bishop Francis Xavier Ford and how much he had suffered for the love of Christ. Now today's gospel, my dear people, presents us with the very familiar parable of the Pharisee and the publican. And while the chief purpose of the parable was to contrast the difference in the dispositions of two men, a proud Pharisee and a humble publican, and how the Pharisee was not exalted on account of his pride and arrogance, that is, he was not forgiven his sins by God, while the publican, on account of his humility and his true sorrow for sins, was exalted, that is, he was forgiven his sins by God. Still, in a certain sense, by these words, he that exalteth, he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. By these words, my dear people, we are also reminded of the humble dispositions that we ought to have in regard to our place before Almighty God and His will for us. By this I especially mean how we ought to humbly accept without any complaints, without sadness, without resentment, without bitterness, without anger. God's will as it is manifested to us according to the various circumstances of life. In other words, when difficulties arise, when things go wrong, when things go against us, when plans change, when we are suddenly burdened with a heavy cross or a light cross, when we are burdened with sickness or the death of a family member, or when the political, moral evils of the day affect us and weigh upon us. How we must ever strive to see that by His all-permissive will, God allows these things. And how then, my dear friends, we must humbly bow down to His decrees, confident that He will always bring out a greater spiritual good for us and for others. For you have to understand, you have to be convinced when we are given to unreasonable sadness, when we are given to a complaining spirit, it is as if we were saying to Almighty God, who is infinite wisdom, who knows all things and all possible things, 
But it's as if we're saying to him, you have no right to do this to me. Or how can you do this? How can you allow this? That's what certain spiritual writers tell us. Is what we're saying to God, so to speak, when we have a complaining spirit. We are given to impatience. When the communists had arrived in the Kaying province of China, Bishop Francis Ford initially did everything he could possibly do to avert them and their insidious lies. But at length they turned to brute force when their propaganda was failing. They turned to brute force to break Bishop Ford and to undo all that he and other missionaries had done for the salvation of souls in the Kaying province. And Bishop Francis Xavier Ford humbly suffered with patience. He humbly suffered with meekness. That is, he did not strike back under the humiliations and the cruelty that they heaped upon him day after day until his death. And this he did. This he did for the love of Christ who had suffered such humiliations and cruelties during his own passion and death. Bishop Ford then did not bitterly complain of the great misfortune that had come upon him. Nor was he given to anger and hatred towards his communist captors and to those people, some of them who were once his own, but now who cruelly and mercilessly beat him and tormented him. No, he humbled himself. He humbled himself to the will of God. As the merry old sister Joan Marie, who shared much of the sufferings of Bishop Ford, said of him, not once did he make any effort to ward off their blows. That is, not once did he strike back. Nor, she said, did any expression of resentment, anger, or bitterness enter his eyes. She said, he made only one comment to me. We are going to prison in honor of Christ. How we must, my dear friends, humbly accept God's all-permissive will as it is shown to us through the various circumstances of life. 
how we must strive to do this every day and to do it for the honor and love of Christ. And with the help of our most blessed and immaculate mother who stood faithfully beneath the cross, confident that he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. And finally, my dear people, as we witness today, what certainly seems to be a concerted effort to turn our United States of America into a godless and amoral communist state. A state characterized by grave injustice, deceit, violence, and perversions of every kind. How we must faithfully pray and sacrifice for our nation and for the conversion of the American people to God and to the one true Catholic faith. Even as we strive to live good Catholic lives so that by our Catholic lives we can call down God's mercy upon this nation. How then we must strive to be pure and chaste. And like Bishop Francis Ford, not be given to complaining, not be given to impatience, not be given to resentment or to anger and hatred towards anyone. Yes, we can certainly seek justice here. We can seek justice here according to God's laws, Catholic moral teaching, and just civil proceedings. But in doing so, my dear friends, we cannot think evil about others or wish harm upon anyone. Rather, we must forgive all from our hearts as the Lord has forgiven us. Even as we commend all men to God's mercy and justice, confident that if we now humble ourselves, God will one day exalt us. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.